Hello, fuck demons. Subscribe for weekly podcasts at patreon.com slash sexnewswithray. Today, my friend and personal wet dream is known as the happiest sadist in Toronto, the owner of multiple video production companies, including Team Ballbuster and House of Gods, fetish model and professional dominatrix. I want you all to welcome Lady Shane. Lady Shane, did I miss anything? Do you, is there anything else you want us to know about you? There's so much to know, but half the fun is, you know, learning. So we'll learn (laughs) as we go today. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty interesting, um, person, but yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Lady Shane. Um, my voice might sound a little bizarre today as I'm just getting over a head cold, but that's no excuse. (laughs) We are here and I am so happy that I get to spend some time with you, Ray. I find that on the days you're recovering from a head cold, there's like one of two options. Either your thoughts will never end, like there's no end to the sentence, or you say a bunch of hilarious things that you never would have said otherwise. It's usually one or the other. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, when I've got something to say, I've got something to say. Shall I get into today's article and then we'll talk about all the things we have to say? Well, I was going to say happy Hanukkah. Thank you. This will it, be record. We're recording during Hanukkah, but this is actually going to be um, at the end of December. No. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Yeah, I figured as much, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, I remembered. You did. Thank you. Yes. We are recording during Hanukkah. Um, this is not the Jewish Christmas. For those of you who don't follow my social media, this is not Jewish Christmas. This is Jewish 300. Okay. Yep. This is a military battle holiday. We don't do presents unless you're rich. Um, I'm going to take a moment to rant because it bothers me so much. Every time people are like, but you get eight days of presents. And I'm like, that is very much an affluent North American Jewish thing. Like you came from a very big family with a lot of money. And, you know, like it's not that's not really part of the holiday. If anything, that's more of like a capitalism thing than it is anything else. Like people in other parts of the world don't really do Hanukkah presents or they do if it's like, you know, it's the only gift giving holiday of the year. Like Jewish holidays don't have gift giving holidays. So I think in Israel they might give gifts, but they don't have Christmas or any other holiday there. And none of the other Jewish holidays are gift holidays. So it's a little bit of capitalistic influence as far as I know. Wow. Anyway, but yeah, when people are like, what's the story of Hanukkah? I'm like, "Uh, Romans came in, convert or die. Jews said we'd rather die, fled to the hills. They fight back with a smaller army. They win. They go back and see their temples have been desecrated. Fun fact, the rabbis wanted to make it a religious holiday rather than a military victory. So that's where we get the whole miracle of oil story part of it. Um, But like, you know, it's very much like picture a bunch of hot Semitic Abbey dudes uh, fighting back (laughs) against some much taller Roman. That's how I would like you to picture Hanukkah. Oh, my God. That's uh, that's a very, very nice view. Yeah. So on that note, shall we talk about the article? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, It's from Mike.com from October 19th, 2021. It's called, Can We Heal Our Pandemic Trauma with Kink? And I will summarize it for you briefly, and then we will go into chatting about it. Uh, This is an article about a new docuseries called Submission Possible by Madison Young, which, by the way, great name, that strives to answer the question, can kink really heal our pandemic trauma? The answer is yes. It opens with Sky, a person who sent the pan- spent the pandemic doing a deep dive into kink and BDSM. The docuseries begins right at the beginning of the pandemic and apparently switches tones as life changes. A few quotes. Submission Possible doesn't shy away from challenging subjects. The pandemic is front and center, and so is systemic racism, social unrest, and hierarchy internal to queer and sex-positive communities. 
For Sky, Submission Impossible is so exciting because of its complexity and refusal to play into the toxic BDSM stereotypes they see in shows like Netflix's Bonding. I am so excited to see a show like this coming out. I've been looking for something that covers lots of ground, brings in voices that deserve to be heard, and really represents kinks in the people that practice them. Kink can act as healing because it's not just about the acts, but also about joy and care. One 2013 study found that BDSM practitioners were less neurotic, more extroverted, more open to new experiences, more conscientious, less rejection sensitive, and at higher subjective well-being than the control group. Which I want to know if that's because it's self-selection. Did kink cause that? Or was that, you know, or was that how they are? And that's why they self-selected for kink. Just a thought. But anyway, other practitioners use kink to process self-harm, abuse, or sexual assault. Unlike traumatizing experiences where people aren't able to control what happens to their bodies and mind, kink is all about creating a space where choice matters. The process of creating and experiencing consensual scenes and care allows the body to rewire the brain's response to certain stimuli. And then it ends with Young, who wrote the documentary, identifies three key aspects of kink that can help people deal with pandemic trauma. Negotiation, a forthcoming attitude about health status, and a sense of play. The strategies aren't about sex, but about flexibility, risk management, and compassion. So now having heard all of that, any initial thoughts, Lady Shane? Oh my goodness. Okay, so when I read the article, I was a little hesitant because it's one of those things where when I read articles about kink and people's experiences, generally it starts off more as a, a query, like they're very curious. Um, they have a certain idea of what they're, they're going to experience, but then it turns out that it's either an extremely good experience or extremely bad experience. So I was really happy that this person had a, a positive experience. So that was nice. Um, it was really nice to see that they broke it down into three parts. Um, what was the first one that they talked about? Um, in terms of the three aspects that can help people yeah. deal with trauma. Um, negotiation. Yeah, so that was like... Absolutely. And it's kind of interesting. Uh, I haven't really delved into the vanilla world in a long ass time. Uh, we can swear, right? Yes. I opened oh, with fuck, fuck demons. Welcome I to the show. <laughs> you know, proper nouns. Um, Everyone asks me that every single time, by the way. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're about to see how much we swear. Please continue. Well, <laughs> fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. All right. So, um, yes, yeah, so negotiation. I haven't really been in the vanilla world all that much, but from what I can remember, um, it was absolutely astonishing uh, when, you know, you're flirting at a bar or whatever. I had, and I will say this, they were, all of my experiences have been with uh, men in the bar scene. All of the females that I've interacted with have been so awesome, but all the negative seems to have been the males. And I, I'm sorry. This is just my story. You can, it's your experience. You can talk <clears throat> yeah. from, from a place of experience. I know. I don't want to bash the males um, because most of them are wonderful and lovely and have a lot to offer and have uh, experienced, you know, male societal abuse. So that's a different story. But um, I would go to clubs, I would go to bars, I would go to hang out with my friends and I would just have guys grab me, look at me and go, hey, how's it going? And I did actually deck somebody in the jaw. <laughs> and his buddy tried to pick a fight with me being like, what the fuck? And I was like, no, 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 no. He assaulted me. And if you'd like to continue this, let's go. 
but uh, they they walked away from that. But, right. Versus in kink scenes where no yeah. one's going to touch you without making sure that that's the kind of interaction you're both willing to have. Yeah, I've had um, such a wonderful, positive, uh, eye-opening experiences when I went to um, uh, a, a play party for the first time where I had never been to a play party before. I was fresh 19 and allowed to go and explore all the adult scene. And I was with my partner at the time who had more experience in the, the adult scene. Uh, and he decided to bring me to a play party. I was like, okay, great. We're both kinky. Let's go. And I was immediately approached by this gorgeous woman with a roll of saran wrap, like Costco sized saran wrap. And she goes, hi there. I was just wondering if you'd like to get wrapped up. And I was like, like, I hadn't even taken my jacket off and I'm going, um, I don't know what you mean. And then she just, she actually divulged. She's like, oh, well, I have saran wrap. And I was wondering if I could place you in a chair and wrap up your legs. And I was like, I'm really new to this. Um, but like, I'm, I'm cool with it. And then I was like, oh, wait, let me check in with my partner. And my partner's like, yeah, this sounds awesome. <laughs> it's so funny because when people think about kink and BDSM, they don't think about getting saran wrap to a chair. <laughs> it They're was picturing really fun. someone in like full rubber or full leather or something shiny with lots of metal coming up with like a perfect landing strip Brazilian and like like those 90s lips going welcome to the house of Vondersex. You know what I mean? Like they're not picturing Ugh, like a lovely sex. polite woman showing up and being like, "Oh, hey, do you mind if I saran wrap you to a chair?" And like what would you, that would be like what? Sensory play or bond like bondage like in terms of constriction? Like it's a few different things in one there. Yeah, there was a lot, but she was like, "You said you're new. I'm not going to do anything sexual or kinky to you. I'm literally just going to wrap up one leg." wrap up another and if you want i'll wrap your legs together and uh we'll just have people carry you around all day because you can't walk and i'm going oh this sounds great so like this is exactly what i was hoping for yes thank you yeah and i was going at the time uh my introduction was like you know i'm a dominatrix but i started off not knowing that females could have more than a submissive role i had always just seen women in submissive roles. I never knew that there was a, a female powerhouse. And I knew I was a tomboy, but like, I, I just didn't have the experience at the time. So it was really cool going in, not knowing anything, having this woman, this powerhouse walk up to me and be like, yeah, you know, I'd like to wrap you up. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm bi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. I knew I was bi a lot sooner than that but like oh she was just so cool so my partner's like yep yeah, absolutely i'm just gonna sit back and watch you're a professional dominatrix have you experienced anyone coming to unpack their trauma with you holy crap it's like an average of maybe a lot more recently due to the pandemic but um probably about 20 percent of my long-term clientele will divulge at some point that uh, they needed to, they, they they feel like they needed to find somebody to trust. They needed to find somebody to talk to who didn't know them or their friends or their family or their, their background. 
uh, they needed a stranger. And I was like, well, why don't you talk to a therapist? And they're like, honestly, I feel, I feel like I still have to put on a show with a therapist. Like I still have to be this upstanding person. And I, I feel when I strip my clothes, when somebody looks at me, uh, like the way you do somebody who can peel away the like skin of my brain and really get into the things I didn't even know I needed to talk about, or I didn't know I was blocking. They just pour out of me without, you know, having to think about it. You just take control and you lead me on this delightful little picnic through the forest. And we, we go down the rabbit hole and discover new, new things. And it, it was, it's really beautiful. And I get to have those conversations with my clients. Have you had anyone yeah. say, cause I mean, I listen to the Savage Lovecast a lot, as we know, has anyone come up to you and said like, I was, you know, abused in this way. And now I want to recreate that, but like <laughs> differently with you, or is it not that, is that not how it manifests? Um, I've only had two people do that to me and, uh, how do I, how do I divulge to this without being too graphic about it? They were sexually abused as a child and as an adult, that's all they can fantasize to get off. And I had to explain to them, I was like, this is, this is okay. Like, you don't have to feel guilty or ashamed of this. I'm like, I'm going to reiterate, I am not a therapist. Uh, this is just what I felt at the time that they needed to hear. So, right. And, and it's not like they were actively harming children. There was no risk of a no. child being harmed. No, they want, no, no, sorry. I should read. Okay. They fantasized about their attack in order to get off. Right. Okay. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't want to hurt others. They only, they relived their trauma. And I told them. I mean, the, the brain does do weird shit. Yeah. The man, it's fascinating. Um, I, I explained to them, I was like, don't worry. Like I'm, I'm hearing that you feel guilty about fantasizing about this, but really you're your weakest when you're masturbating. You are at your most vulnerable when you're uh, having intimate moments with yourself. So you're essentially you're essentially reliving a time when you didn't have any control. You didn't have any power. Uh, so you're trying to get that power back. You're trying to get that control back on your terms. And I very much recommend you talk to a professional about this. But if you'd like to work through those things, um, great. But it is probably not my forte. Um, you're probably looking for someone a little bit more sensual, somebody a little bit more mothering, somebody who can cradle you. And I'm known for ball busting and cock and ball torture and bondage and my, sa my, my sadistic, strange pulley systems that I come up with. Um, so I said, yeah, absolutely. If you feel comfortable with me and you'd like to work with me on it, uh, I'm honored. Uh, but if you would also like, I have recommendations that I can send you to other dominatrixes that I think are better. Like they're, they're, they have more experience than I do in this. So yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, where I ended up with, uh, another person that came to see me with the same similar kind of situation was he, uh, was in the army and he, uh, was a prisoner of war and he wanted me to scare him 
like terrify him. Uh, he wanted me to not torture him like he had experienced, but he wanted me to essentially scare him in a safe, controlled environment so that he could learn, uh, you know, his limits in a safe way. So that's what we did. I, I essentially, <laughs> I turned the lights down low. I wrapped him in a bunch of towels so that he always like felt himself and he was like in a cocoon. And then at the end of session, I would peel away the the towels so that he was coming out and being his good, strong self. And uh, it was really cool. Like I just, I would wrap him up. I sat on his chest and I was just staring at him. Like, so he was lying down facing up and I would just sit on his chest and I just talked to him um, about scary things and how he was going to overcome them because he was such a good slut and I believed in him. And if he could get through this, he could get through anything. And I did a lot of positive sluttery. And at the end of the session, he was like, okay, you did scare the crap out of me. Not in the way I expected. <laughs> like, I really thought you were going to start yelling and shouting and like being super highly aggressive, but you were like telling me scenarios of the world and how I've come so far and how I'm, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. And I feel so good. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the point. We did this. Well, yeah, but you know, Lady Shane, sex work isn't real work. And the work you do has no value to society or people on an individual level in any way, shape or form. You know, there's absolutely no yeah. meaning making that's happening in the privacy of these rooms. Oh, I know. Right. It's so easy. <laughs> I think about that and I'm like, I'm already tired. Like, I don't yeah. want to. That's a lot of creative thinking. To be able to set up that scenario in the first place and then know what to say or even know, like that is a lot of emotional labor. And it does take a very creative thinker in order to come up with those kinds of solutions when someone presents you with a scenario. You're like, this is, okay, great. How do I, how do I feed the, the fantasy in a creative way that they're not going to get with someone else? Creative thinking. Yes, I get no warning. Uh, I am essentially a sexy improv scenarioist. Um, people come to me and sometimes they'll email me. Most of the time, 80% of the time, uh, they, I, have, I know nothing about them. Um, they are in the room. I walk into the room, I say, hello, my name's Lady Shane and uh, what kind of kinky shenanigans do you want to explore today? And I have less than five minutes to put together everything that I want to do. What are your like go-to phrases that you'll use? Oh, Because I'm assuming you have like a few that you'll use because it makes it easier. Because yeah. you can just, yep. you know, shorthand it. Um, I need to talk to people for a length of time to assess their mental and emotional stability. I need to figure out how to work them safely and if they're going to be safe for me. I am so fortunate that all of my clientele have been wonderful. I've only ever had to uh, deny... Okay, I've only ever had to deny one 
one person due to aggressiveness uh, and they just weren't listening. And actually it was during the pandemic when I told them, it's like, I need you to wear your mask. And they were like, fuck this. I'm not going to fucking wear my mask. And I was going, mm, okay, then I'm not going to fucking see you. <laughs> like, if you're going to answer like that, then leave. Yeah. So each person's um, like unique and individual in what you're yes. going to say to them. And even if I've seen them a million times, um, I've had people be super up and bubbly, like because we do pre-bookings. So uh, and I ask for a deposit and you don't get your deposit back because I have to pay the dungeon to like. Yeah, to pay for our time slot. Yeah. So um, sometimes people will show up and they just got off the phone and they got just received bad news and they're not in the headspace to do what we did the last time. So I, I do ask them, I'm like, hey. How's it going? What do you feel like doing? Even if I know exactly what they want. Because something could have happened in the last 15 seconds where they're like, hey, can we just like, just talk? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And then like, we'll, we'll sit down and maybe we'll make a tea and I'll have them rub my feet or I'll just use them as a chair and I'll just talk to them as I'm like putting on my makeup. I already have makeup on, but it's like, I'll just use them in front of a mirror so they can still see me. They can still see what I'm doing, but I'm using them like a chair while we're chit-chatting. Um, Cute. Yeah. Like it's not all whips, whips and chains, chains, but oh my God, do <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, like mine. Well, I feel like right here, you're you're like right here talking about all of the kink and play, like the, the play yeah. aspect of it. And I think a lot of adults uh, don't understand how important play is. And not play like playing with toys, but play like creative expression or doing something for the sake of joy rather than doing it because you have to. Ooh, I read a quote recently and it was, um, I believe a Native American, oh no, I'm blanking on their name. I will have to look this up later. Where their belief is uh, humans are here just as animals and as nature is where we're here just to be uh, beautiful and just to exist and live in the world. And I think we've kind of forgotten how to do that. Um, right. People was, dance, people sing, people make yeah, art. It's not about yeah, making we, money off of it. And like we, I get so jealous of my cats just lying around doing nothing, enjoying a sunbeam. I'm like, oh my God, that looks so joyous. Yeah, I was doing something. I can't remember what, but something like creative that is not necessarily the other creative stuff that you're like, oh, mm -hmm. have you considered selling that? Or you should make that into a business, which by the way, yeah. for those of you who've been listening to my podcast for all of this year, I think you all understand that I do like six different things for money, right? Like six different things. And I just looked at this person and was like, um, no, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, why not? It's a great idea. And I'm like, sometimes I just like to do things because I enjoy doing them. It's not always about making money off of it. And people always say offhand, oh, you can make a lot of money off of that. It's like, no, you can make a lot of money off of that if you have like pre-financing or, you know, a patron, but then you need to start the new social media account. You need to promote yeah. that like advertising budget. Like sometimes, like, have you noticed people always say that about creative pursuits or if you can code, right? No one ever says to a woman, oh, you've got a pussy. You should make that into a business. <laughs> All of a sudden, we take it back. Okay. Anyway, that's a that's a oh, total dear. tangent. Uh, I went off on a thing. Anyway, play. Okay. I, have I another love question. it. I have another question for you. Um, yeah. 
So uh, we touched on this in terms of like usually these articles about kink and BDSM are like TV shows. They show a lot of certain representations of what it is to be um, a kinkier BDSM-y person. Um, no, I have not read Fifty Shades of Grey. Nor I do heard. I intend on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I, yep. have you seen Netflix's Bonding? I haven't, but... Neither have I, but I was told by some of my curious friends. They're, I wouldn't consider them kinky, but I'd consider them curious. Um, they, they really enjoyed it, but they were talking to me about it, and I'm going, ooh, nope. this doesn't sound... Um, right <laughs> yeah i had a few friends i have a few friends whose opinions i trust and they were like don't watch it you'll just get angry and i was yeah. like okay thank you for saving me the time and effort like i have very I, limited time to watch tv i'm not gonna waste it on on something that's just gonna make me mad yeah if it's not anime i don't want it <laughs> totally fair <laughs> anyways um actually on that on um 50 shades and bonding uh the cool thing about media like that even though it's not representing to its most accurate capacity it is still considered entertainment uh so i do see how they had to do certain things to engage the audience although <laughs> real life stories from a dominatrix is pretty fucking entertaining as is right secret diary of a call girl was really successful and that was based yeah. off of someone's book that they actually wrote in their actual experiences and they showed a diverse range of sex workers in the affluent sphere of like escorting yeah and there was a dominatrix and the way they represented her was hilarious yeah but super funny but like also not terrible you know yeah um but a positive about those inaccurate medias is they get people talking, which is kind of cool. I I had so many more females come to see me uh, when Fifty Shades came out, and it was like the the best experience that I, I could give them was learning about themselves and their empowerment. And oh my god, I love playing with women. Oh my god, they are. I'm so different when it comes to somebody who identifies as a female, even if they didn't start off that way. Uh, if they identify as a female, I am just so different than if they identify as a male. And I don't have much experience with people who are androgynous or don't or two spirited or what I call the as different. The yeah, male, um, female, none of the above or in between. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I identify as she, they, because every once in a while, I just I don't feel like my vagina like i've been told that i fuck like a dude when i'm pegging somebody like i fuck like i have a dick and it is great i mean like i do too yeah. uh when i have had a penis on my body when i say fuck like a dude my favorite thing is to lie there and do nothing and let her do <laughs> and let them do all the work i almost choked on my water there <laughs> ride me bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I can thrust like the best of them. Please continue. Oh I'm only, God, I'm not fully you. kidding. <laughs> oh my God, this is great. Uh, Feel free to quote me on that. Take it for yourself. Yes. All right, anyway. <laughs> I can see this on your social media. <laughs> I fuck like a dude. I lie back and tell you to maride me. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, shit. but for real, how many guys do you be? I keep seeing these memes like, when she does the scoot scoot versus the squat and up down. And I'm like, the scoot scoot is her trying to get pleasure out of this. Yep. The up down is just about you. And um, some of us don't have the hip mobility, but that's fine. Yeah, I, I have 
always fantasized about putting um, a pulley system in my my house, like on the ceiling, so that I can grab above me like a trapeze and then just like kind of work out while like fucking. So like I'm going up and down, but I'm like doing pull ups. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, or yeah, like put that in a dungeon and like get your gym hours in while you're also getting paid. Oh, man. OK, so. Uh, this is not a surprise. I started off working at a massage parlor and I still, I still work at a massage parlor, but I only do dominatrix stuff. But when I was, um, learning, I started off as a massage girl and I would, I had no idea what they meant when they said a body slide. So yes. Don't you remember teaching me and yell body slides and <laughs> yeah, how I did my- I did. Is the end of that story. But yep. Yeah. It was, it was a around the world, um, like I literally did a body slide where it was, you would slide on them and you would do like a, a plank and a, a push up and like it was a full body workout and it, it was so much fun and I was laughing the entire time. I don't know why I had repeat customers because I was laughing. It was not sexy. Probably because you had fun and people having fun is sexy. It, yeah. Like Maybe. really that. Yeah. Oh man. Maybe they I liked was, exactly how much joy you were taking from them. I like taking joy from people. It gives me joy to to take it. Get take joy, the joy. Take, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it. Take it now. Um, yeah. I'm gonna suck the yeah, joy like, out of you. Suck it hard. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, yeah. Um, fuck. What was the question? I don't even remember. Oh, representation of kink and BDSM and dominatrixes in the media. Right, right, right. We went a little uh, off there, but I'm fine with it. Man, there are so many different flavors of doms. Like. Uh, protocol doms and cute uh cute cute doms latex doms leather doms um yeah and i when i say dom i don't just mean female doms i mean like all of them like holy crap i have pet trainers i have um like people who dress up as army people there's hardcore like like you follow my rules if you look at me i smack you in the face with a crop and then like I can do that, but I also really enjoy kind of, I'm not a great sensual dom, even though I've been told I'm a sensual dom. I just think it's more, um, I like torturing people with pleasure kind of vibe. Okay. If that makes any sense. Um, yeah. Too much pleasure. Yeah. Like I love tying people up using the rope against their skin and their nipples and like grinding it against their genitals and like bringing it up to their neck and then um uh like not even really ending up tying them up with it but just telling them to hold on to the rope and, and then i start how tickling much do them. you charge for this service <laughs> well i mean we can negotiate after. <laughs> <laughs> Have I? I've said this a few times on the podcast, but deep down, one of the many things I would like to monetize, I would love to be a fitness dom, where I just show up at your gym, and I tell you to work out, and correct your form with a riding crop, and yell at you if you uh, don't, you know, one more, one more. Like, and that's what people hire personal trainers for. It's just a fitness dom by another name. Okay. Okay. So I may or may not have done this. I cannot confirm nor deny, but um, a mutual friend of ours uh had asked me if I could join him at a gym and if I could be in full dom gear and yell at him in a Russian accent I am not Russian I am Scottish and Chinese <laughs> uh and I, I I put my foot like my heel stiletto right in his back and it's like you call that a push-up fuck you 
<laughs> it's just like, try pushing this up and just like, you know. Yeah, that is 100% my dream, but without the Russian accent because I can't yeah. do accents. But that is, that's one of my dreams. If anyone would like to book me for fitness domination at their gym, I'll show up in full rubber. You let me know. Oh, yeah. You look so good in rubber. Thank you. Oh, man. I have so many of your outfits in my closet. You should wear them. <laughs> I should. Oh, man. Like, okay, I will, I will say this. Uh, at the first part of uh, the pandemic, all those many moons ago, uh, I would dress up in my my dom gear because I had not been without it in so long. It became part of my identity uh, to the point where, like, I was working every day. Uh, um, how long? About three months before the the second lockdown, uh, because I didn't know when we were going to be locking down again. I just knew it was imminent. Mm -hmm. And so I would work every day and it was just, I was constantly in dom mode and I didn't give myself any rest. And it was such a unique experience going from a hundred to zero when we went into lockdown that I actually felt lonely without my leather on. So I would go and get my, my leather skirt or my leather boots or, um, I have this really nice leather vest, so I would just cuddle up with my leather and read a book. <laughs> yeah, I found that nice. like when the when things reopened, because like let's be honest, fashion has gotten incredibly casual since the pandemic. I say in a sweatsuit, um, and like now when I put on my cat suit, I'm like, where are we gonna go? I can't just put this on for a photo shoot. Can we go grocery shopping? Should we go to a bar? <laughs> like where else can I wear this so I don't have to take it off so soon? And but remember not, when we did our latex days? Yeah, I'm <laughs> doing them again sometimes. We should do that again. Yeah, we went to the pumpkin patch in our latex. We did the fun house. Yeah, we did the fun house. Oh Montreal my god, yeah. and karaoke in our rubber. We like left the main party because we weren't feeling that it. Was and we went so, to go do karaoke. Oh man, that was. <sighs> we should okay, do karaoke like, again before Omicron. Uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I am a huge mask fetishist as well. So like. Wearing my, like wearing my mask everywhere has been really awesome for me. Uh, I love it. I love the look of it, people wearing masks. I love the feeling of it. Um, and it's, I don't know. I, it's my kink. It's my fetish. I love it. Yeah. So, well, okay. Yes. I'm going to bring it back one last time to the question that I asked, because I feel like we just ended up going oh, right. not on topic every time, which has <laughs> been more fun anyway. How do you feel about the representation of dominatrixes uh, in the media? Has it has it impacted you? Yes, uh, because the the expectation of people when they don't know what I, like who I am if they've never seen my videos, if they've never done their proper research, um. It's hard to live up to someone's fantasy expectations because I've had people uh, come in to see me and they're just like, uh, yeah, I, I want you to suck my cock while telling me I'm a naughty boy. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not me. I'm glad that you know what you like, but um, that's not what I do. And he's like, but I thought that's what doms do. They like. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's that you've probably seen a very small niche of porn. Um, where uh, a, a, a dom happened to do that, uh, but that's not me specifically. Not all doms do that. Uh, 
would you like me to recommend a dom who who does that? So it, when people come in with a, an idea in their head about what all doms do. Right. They all have sex. Hard. None of them have yeah. sex. And it's like some do, some don't. Yeah. Like it's kind of. And actually, I know doms who do, but they don't do it with everyone. It's only the ones they want. Yeah. I know sex workers who have worked in parlors giving um, hand penis massages. Um, and I believe that's called a happy ending massage. I don't know why I just said it like that. Happy but ending. Yeah, those happy ending massages. And like then there's the extras, but they only offer extras to clients that they like. Yeah. Like that they're attracted to. They're like, I'm yeah. attracted to this person. You can pay me for extras. They still have to pay. Yeah. 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 It's still a yeah. job. It's a business. <laughs> it's a business. I, I've actually, I've had to stop seeing certain clients because we became friends. <laughs> like... <clears throat> Uh, I go Pokemon hunting with some people because it's just like, I don't really see you as a client anymore. So it's either, would you like to continue being my client or would you like to be my friend? I've been to some of my clients' weddings. Like, that's lovely. they just, we we bond on a whole new level and it's it's really cool because like the stereotypical dom that some people think of, and there are, there are certain doms where they just take your money and that's it. And then they leave you. But me personally, oh, it's so hard for me to not actually give a flying fuck about you. Like, I care about our session. Um, A lot of the girls that I work with, uh, um, a lot of them only want to do half an hour's or quicker sessions because they, they're there for the money. Like, that's their business. Great. For me, I hate half an hour's. I want to do hours to two hours to three hour sessions because I want to build that scene with you. I want to explore the the deep recesses of your head. I want to, I, I just want to play. I want to have fun and I can't do that in a half an hour and I get mad. And I, 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 anyone who comes in and books me for a half an hour, I automatically yell at them. Right, because that's what you're paying for. 30 yeah. minutes of yelling. <clears throat> Essentially. That sounds like yeah. family dinner. Let's take a short oh! <laughs> let's take a short break and I will we'll be right back with a listener question. Great news, everybody. Did you miss one of the past workshops that I ran on STIs or even down the rabbit hole on pleasure and empowerment? Marissa and I are gonna be rerunning our workshops as well as two new ones on a pretty much ongoing monthly basis. Head to sharewithray.com slash events to check out when our workshops are available and more information. We are back. Lady Shane, when is a good time to talk about your kinks and fetishes in a new relationship? Ooh, okay. Are we talking professional relationship or personal relationship? I think this is probably personal. These are usual personal relationship questions. Damn, I am the worst person to talk about personal relationships with because Everybody knows who I am. I introduce myself as Shane or Lady Shane, and I'm very Googleable. So I don't hide things. People generally introduce me as, hey, this is my friend Shane. She's a dominatrix. Because that's always a lot of fun for people to watch the faces of other people. Okay. Okay. I'm going to answer this question, but I have a mom story. Tell the mom story and then answer the question. Okay. So it was my mom's birthday last month, and uh, she wanted to rent a Mount Tremblant house or rent an apartment rental unit, whatever. And so we got together with her and some of her friends. And my mom 
works for the police. <laughs> she is now retired. And so this was kind of like her birthday retirement party. <clears throat> so some of her coworkers came and it was very funny because my mom loves me. She's my number one fan. She's my biggest support. I would not be here with the mental health, a very healthy mental health or as healthy as it is. Uh, if it weren't for her, she's, she's so cool. Um, but there was a point in the conversation where she asked the detective of the group if she knew what I did for a living, just based on an hour or two of hanging out with me. And she goes, no, um, I didn't, I didn't ask. Uh, it hasn't come up in conversation. And she, and then my mom was about to tell her and I go, no, 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 mom. She's a detective. She needs to detectivate. So, <laughs> so it was, it was a game throughout the entire party because a few of them knew what I did, but I was like, no, no one tells her. No one tells her. She's got to figure it out on her own. <laughs> so throughout the night, like, you know, she was asking questions, but nothing super specific. And then my mom at the end of the evening goes, have you figured it out? And she goes, your daughter is so caring. She must be like a yoga instructor. She's so enlightening. She she cares so deeply about her her like clientele is kind of what I'm hearing. Um that like I feel like she's she's got to be some kind of like yoga instructor or maybe maybe a therapist but not like you haven't said that you have a, a degree in that. So uh, I don't really know. And my mom's like, no, no, no. She's and I was like, nope, she's got to figure it out. Did you give her more clues? I did. I was. Um, what did I say? I, I was word playing the entire time. And the people who knew were laughing their asses off. When like, did, just did you I need to know, did you eventually tell her? Or did she figure it oh, out? Oh, yeah. So one of the ladies was just like. S&M, right? And then the detective was like, why did you just say my initials? Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And okay. I was just so like, she was, oh I think that, but that also goes to people see what they want to see or what kind they're expecting of. to see, right? Like people don't yeah. think of sex work uh, <laughs> of any kind. Yeah. So in the end, she was just like, wait, 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 are you a karate instructor? Oh, my God. That is amazing. <laughs> because I. I had said I beat people up for a living. Oh my god, that is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so how answer yeah. the okay answer the question. When is a good time to talk about kids okay. and fetishes? Do you want me to go answer it? Do you want to answer it? What do you? Okay, well let me let me just say this. Um, probably not initially unless you're kind of meeting through somebody like. A, it's hard because unless you, it's going to be like, ah, oh, fuck, this is so hard. Well, I think it's this is hard. It's hard because I, the reason it might also be hard is because there's the people who are like casually into things like, yeah, like there's the people who are kind of like tops, like they're into very aggressive, dominant sex, but they're not necessarily into saran wrapping you to a chair. And then there's hey. the people who want to saran wrap you into a chair. Let's assume these are the kinds, the level of people who are into saran wrapping you in a chair. You're not okay. meeting them in a play party. Actually, if you're meeting them at a play party, 
I think at that point, it's easy to have the conversation maybe right off the bat. So, yeah. So it depends on the scene. It depends on how you're introduced. It depends on if you're meeting on Tinder. Is that a thing? Tinder is still a thing. Grindr or um, Facebook. Like, it it depends on if you're meeting through friends. Yeah. Yeah, Like, um, I've had people chat me up and, like, they find out that I'm a dominatrix. And the first thing out of their mouth is, well, I don't pay for sex. So you're going to have to, like, you know, fall in love with me the normal way. And I'm like, you're like, red flag, goodbye. Yeah. And I'm like, well, like, I um, wasn't asking you to pay me for sex. I was having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually, I've never been paid for sex because uh, that's just not what you do. That's not it. Yeah. That's just not the transaction that I've decided to to do. Um, But I'm going like, I... I've had partners where I'm just like, yeah, if you want to go, like, by all means, go and uh, go to a massage parlor, go uh, to see an escort or something like that. Um, And if you want to see somebody on a non-payment level, just, you know, let me know. And I kind of would prefer to meet them and talk to them before so they know I exist and I know who you're talking to. But that's a different question. Okay, so anyways. Yeah. um, Here's what I would say, genuinely. Um, First date, no. The things that yeah. you're not, there are certain things you don't bring up on a first date. Dead wife. Uh, your yeah. kinks and fetishes, right? You bring it up closer to when you're actually going to have sex with someone. Um, if it's a one night stand and you're doing it there, that's, that, or not a one night stand, sorry. Like you meet someone, you have a great date, you go home with them that night. It, it might not come up in that moment. That's fine. I would say that on the date where it appears like you guys are going to actually be, you're actually legitimately considering each other as partners. That is when you bring it up. So for some people, that might be date number two. For other people, that might be date number five. Um, Because each person is is unique. I have a friend where her first two dates are very much on, do we want to continue this or just be friends? Versus other people where they know by date number one, if it's not going to happen. And date number two is, now we need to find out if we're sexually compatible. Other people, it's date number six. Yep. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, Unless it comes up naturally. And then just uh, go for it. Yeah, like some people, the easiest way to bring it up is just like, so what are you into? Uh, yeah, and if the person doesn't know what that means or they ask, uh, you know, they say, oh, I really like sports. You can be like, no, I meant sexually. And then you can sort of gauge what they say. Yeah, you don't even really have to correct them. You can talk about sports or ask them questions. And then um, that might be a, a soft hint that they don't see you sexually. Or even that they're not kinky. And you, yeah. you are. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, how do you bring up if you're poly? How do you bring up if you're anything? And I do think that it needs to happen before you guys are at the point where you are emotionally committing to each other. When you're, yeah, no. There's that point where you start not seeing other people. Not because you've agreed to be exclusive, but because you're having a really good time with this one person and don't want to date other people. I would say maybe like if you can gauge it a little bit before that. You don't want someone to try and force themselves to be with you or you with them when you're not sexually compatible and they're not willing to try. So you want to know before you've become emotionally attached. For some yep. people, that that's probably going to be before sex. For some people, that might be after sex. I would say that's probably the gauge. Have you had any experiences where it became awkward? Like you were having a really nice conversation and then you'd talk to somebody about what you're into and then they're just like totally turned off. I've never had that. I usually have guys promising things that they they don't follow through on. Oh, <laughs> I, have like I mean, opposite, yes. But yeah. 
Yeah. Also, like most of my new friends I've made have either been like people from my gym or people from Oasis. So the gym people uh, have been pretty chill, even though they're not Oasis people. The Oasis people don't give a shit. You know, (laughs) I find kinky people are so much easier to talk to. I don't know why. It just might be because um, that's where my comfort zone is. It's I've been in. Okay, I have been in the adult industry professionally for ooh, 12 years now that's a long time that's almost all of my adult life yeah so it's it is what i know it's what i'm comfortable with it's it's the people i've chosen to surround myself with but when i do interact with vanillas of the vanilla world uh it is so shocking what they consider how, inappropriate to talk about in public yes and how easy i can make people blush and I'm going what you're like I'm just talking about my life and you're acting like I'm starring in a porno right now yeah oh oh can I tell you how I told my mom I was a dominatrix please do okay so it was <laughs> I for a year uh I was trying to I had graduated college uh or sorry not graduated I left college and I had uh been trying to find a job and I was in severe debt and I had been finding uh, life really challenging and and unmotivating. Uh, I fell into the massage thing and became a dominatrix within the first few months of working there. Like just, I just took to it. It was so natural for me. Uh, And I built up a reputation and a client base. And I was learning everything I could about being a dom and I had paid off my debts that I for, from school and I really enjoyed it. And after a year of, of doing it professionally, I was like, I don't, I can't see myself doing anything else. So I decided to tell my mom, cause this is going to be my life now. This is going to be my career. Um, it was my birthday. We were out at a restaurant, her partner, And my roommate had left to go to the bathroom. So it was just me and her. And she was like, so how's work going? And I was like, this is the most perfect opportunity for me to tell her. So I was like, well, about that. And she drops her fork and goes, you're not doing porn, are you? And I was like, not yet. (laughs) And uh, I was like, no, um, I work as a professional dominatrix at an erotic massage parlor. And you could just see her processing it, like the the cogs were turning in her head. And she turns to me and goes, fuck, you must be making a killing. Oh, fuck, I love, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, speaking of media representation, there's this representation that like no dominatrix or sex worker or anyone could ever be open with their parents and you have to have a double life and you can't yeah. be honest about what you do with the people around you, but... I think if there's anything, even just to go back to the listener's question, being honest is the easiest route to figuring out who you want to surround yourself with or not. Yeah. And if your mom had reacted really poorly, maybe your mom wouldn't be as big a part of your life right now. But she's yeah, still I did. Yeah, I did give her three options. I said, Mom, um, if you would like, I can talk to you in code. Like, I, I, if you ask me how my day was, I can be like, yeah, it was great. Like, ever, like everyone was lovely. No big deal. Um, if you'd like. I don't have to talk to you about it at all. Just don't ask me questions. Yeah. And the third option was I can be 100% open with you um, about everything. 
And she did consider it. And she goes, no, I think I'd like to be 100% open. I was like, great. I have so many stories to tell you. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like moms are people too. Yeah. it's And I did ask her because she took it so well. I was like, mom, because my mom's the Chinese one. I go, mom, have you ever worked at a massage parlor? And she goes, no, I didn't even know they existed until I was much, much older. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, not everyone gets exploited when they first come to a different country, unlike stereotypes. Yeah. 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 On that note, thank you for listening. <laughs> Lady Shane, where can people contact or follow you? All right. Well, I'm extremely Googleable. My name is Lady Shane, S-H-A-Y-N-E, because why not? Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I'm pretty sure my handle is my Lady Shane or your God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are G-A-W-D. G-A-W-D. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's so much easier if you just go to all my links forward slash Lady Shane. You'll find me there. And all of my links are very clickable. Perfect. I've got, and yeah. you have video content, information on how to book you, everything content. like that. Yeah. I'm just revamping my website right now. Hopefully it's up by the time this comes out. <laughs> oh, fuck, Ray. You're so cool. I... I love you. <laughs> All right. Join the Deviants Finding a Lead. You can join our communities on Patreon at patreon.com slash sexnewswithray. Um, just for those of you who want to know what you're getting, you get two extra episodes per month. Um, I've started recording with people like Alex and other friends of mine, and we just talk about sex. So uh, it's not just me monologuing for the whole time anymore because I got tired of that. Big thanks to Christian and Melissa, the Patreon subscribers extraordinaire. Follow us on Facebook, IG, or Twitter at Sex News with Ray. Submit a listener question through sharewithray.com slash podcast or email me at, um, you know what? Not that email. You're going to, we have a new email. Email me at ray at sharewithray.com or you can DM me. Uh, follow me at Wife Bay Ray on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and Razor Latex on Instagram and OnlyFans. This podcast is produced by me and engineered by Josh from Josh T Films and is hosted at sexnewswithray.podbean.com. The music is by Blank and Brilliant, and the logo is by Dolly Shots Photography.